What's up, everyone? Kevin Wagstaff here. Another episode of Spectora Spotlight. Today we have Grant Waller out of PacWest Home Inspections in Beaverton, Oregon. I'm really excited for Grant because he doesn't hold back. He says exactly what's on his mind. Um, but also he's a fairly new inspector, a couple years in, and he has um, now grown to be a multi-inspector company um, with two soon-to-be-three uh, inspectors. And he did it really fast, and I think he has a lot to offer. Um, he loves networking with other inspectors. We hung out with him down at the last conference we were at, um, and he really beats up our software. He's been one of our uh, most valued customers because he finds every little um, you know, nook and cranny in the software. He points out things other people don't even ever get to. So we definitely appreciate him um, for that. But great, insightful guy, very open book. Um, so feel free to reach out to him um, for inspectors that are looking for ways um, to grow or to use email as he did early on um, to get to really ramp up his agent list uh, with emails and discounts and such. So um, hope you enjoy the interview uh, with Grant Waller. Thanks. What have you been up to since getting back from the conference? Uh, working, actually, trying to play catch up. So the, uh, you know, the conference was great, right? And I was gone and down there for a while and being gone away for that long, it, uh, you get a lot of work that gets stacked up and I'm saying I got my other guy that was keeping up, but January has been a pretty, uh, pretty busy month for us or it really was. Yeah. You guys have been cranking. What, what, what was the conference like for you? What was your kind of takeaways, your experience, who you connected with? Right. So, uh, I'm in San Diego, right? King of wrong fit. Yep. It's uh, beautiful weather. And if you're stuck inside of the conference, you want to get out and you want to go to the beach and do all that fun stuff. But you know, this conference was actually smaller than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, but either way, you know, there's still a lot of people that showed up, met a lot of people, uh, uh, met Bill and, and Twight there. And that was great to connect with them. And then, um, and then actually, Part of the reason why I was there to start with is I went to the commercial inspection that was put on by, you know, Carson Dunlop's like commercial division. Yeah. And Ashley was part of it and all that. And met some guys there. I actually met a guy that's local just across the river from me. Um, and we're going to kind of meet up and start doing some brainstorming. He, I, I think, I think he's talked to you a couple times. Uh, he saw I was sitting in front of him and I had the laptop up. And obviously I'm booking inspections and doing my thing while I'm in this class trying to learn. And, and he, Pretty soon we get to a break and he goes, Hey, so I, I see you use Spectora. And I go, yeah, what's up? And he's like, man, I got to talk to you about that. I got to pick your brain and this and that. And I said, all right, well, yeah, whatever you want, man, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put it all on the table for you. That's awesome. So, uh, I love, first of all, conferences. Cause I've, I've been to conferences as like an attendee to like SEO conferences and everyone just kind of scans what's on people's screens. And so we've had a couple guys come up to us and say, Oh yeah, we were in the conference session just looking at each other's computers and they just like walked out of it. So um, sometimes it could be distractions, but that's cool. So you met a local contact. I mean, that's part of what these conferences are about, right? You know, more and more, I really feel like that is kind of what it's, where the majority of my benefit is coming from. So, uh, you know, after doing the two so far in a short period of time, I've been able to walk away with some contacts and maybe I haven't used them quite as much as <clears throat> I should, but, uh, you know, they're always there when, when, uh, when I might need it here in the future. So worth making that contact. Is any part of going to conferences for you just, um, 
just more of like the feeling of being connected to an industry because we all kind of do our things independently and by ourselves like day in and day out. Um, even us like the software, you know, as a software provider, it's like we're in the trenches just with our head down doing work. And then at a conference, it makes it more humanized, right? Totally. So I'm like, I'm addicted to talking to people and being around people. I like the team aspect of everything way more than being solo by myself. And so when I'm in my truck all day long by myself, it's, it, it gets to me. Right. And granted you can show up and maybe you're meeting up with a realtor who, you know, and you can chat with them and it's great. Uh, but obviously I'm there to do a job and you're meeting new clients and they don't know you and you don't know them and you get to know them. But at the end of the day, it's someone who I'm going to see for two or three hours, have a quick conversation and I'm probably never going to see them again, you know, statistically, not that I don't want to, but just I'm probably not going to run into them. And so going to these conferences, you get around people who have that same experience and you're able to talk about what you do and what's been successful and, and, and pick each other's, you know, brains apart about their business or your business. And I've, I've found that it's a pretty good, you know, morale booster. I mean, everyone's there for the same purpose because the chances are you're not talking to your competitor. So they're more than willing to, and again, I'd, I'd, I'd sure speak with competitors too, but there, they're more willing to give you uh, insight and to help grow your business and make it better. And, uh, and you find that, Hey, most of the time you are doing things right. Or at least I've, you know, I've found that, Hey, I am doing some things wrong. Um, and I need to, I need to fix certain things. I need to change certain things about my business, but there's also a lot of things I'm doing right. And, you know, so you kind of get kicked down and then you get picked right back up. And it's an emotional roller coaster, but you, you leave there with, with a lot of information. And then you get the, you know, the continuing education credits on the side. And you also get the, uh, uh, you get to go to some of the classes. And, and that was a cool thing about this last one in San Diego was their class selection, the amount they had at one given time, like four or five at a time. I thought that was better than the one we did. Or the one I did just before that there in Vegas. Um, just because they only had, I think it was like two at, at any given time. And that was then tough to really, you know, always have one that I wanted to go to. So, you know, either way, I, I'll continue to go to these conferences as long as they're somewhat local. I don't really know if I need to fly out to Texas or, or uh, Florida, but Vegas and Vegas and, uh, you know, San Diego, they're over on the West coast and that's where we're at. I was going to say for us West coast guys, I, you know, I'll go to each of those once or twice a year. If I, if you, if I, if you twist my arm, if I have to, um, let's do Vegas. Yeah, right, right. Um, so you spent some extended time down there in San Diego, man. What did you What did you get up to? Um, you were with the family, right? Like a big, big family. Yeah. Well, it ended up being that. So uh, this all started out that I found out. You know, we had this inspection going on. It turned into they also had the commercial stuff going on, and it all really kind of played out. And so I was already going to do a full, literally, I think this conference started Sunday, I believe. I didn't show up till Monday because I did Monday through Wednesday at the conference and then Thursday through Saturday. Those were, you know, all day long. I think it was like eight to five every day uh, at the commercial inspection course that I took. And so we wanted to go for a couple of days prior to that and, um, you know, want to stay a couple of days longer just so I had a little bit of time to kind of vacation while I'm there working for an entire week. And so it started off that it was just me, my wife and I, and, and the new baby. And my sister lives right there in San Diego in PB. So 
we got a free place to stay. We'll go down there, hang out. When I'm there at the conference all day, my uh, sister and my wife, they get along great. They can hang around the whole time and do whatever they want to do. Well, the in-laws and my parents uh, found out about this and said, well, we don't know if you're going to take that baby away from us for that long. And, <laughs> and, uh, and that sounds like a really fun trip. So we think we want to go too. And obviously we're, we're a family. We do most of our traveling together. Uh, and all honesty, actually my brother, I'm sorry, my, uh, sister and my, uh, dad and I, we all own into a timeshare together and we do a lot of our vacation together. Cause we all, I mean, we're one of those weird families that I like, get along most of the time. It's unusual, <laughs> but it works out. And so they came and we did that. It was great. They flew in the Saturday. So we flew in Thursday before the conference. They all flew in Saturday and uh, we did a few night or a few days right there on the beach, which was great, right next to Belmont Park, over kind of by where you guys were. And then went and uh, moved up uh, to uh, Escondido and actually stayed at that timeshare that the three of us have part ownership in um, and did that for a few days. Because again, you know, it's kind of free. We had the points. So let's use them and enjoy it and go from there. And then they left uh, that Saturday and we had a couple more days by ourselves, peace and quiet when it was, you know, a little less party and. That was a hard thing, man, coming home from these conferences and the, and the classes and everyone's had a heck of a day going to the wineries or going golfing all day or something. And I'm thinking, I got, I got to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was there any anxiety being away from the business that long? Because you have one other employee, correct? I do. So I have Kevin, um, which again, Kevin's a, a friend of mine. I've known him probably darn near half my life at this point. Uh, Kevin's a great guy. The one beautiful thing about Kevin is I know when he shows up, if, if something more is needed of him, he will do it. He's just a, he's a person who will just give and give and give um, as long as he's not giving away stuff for free. Right. But right. he'll just give more of his time to someone when he knows that they need it. And so I never have to worry about that. So again, Kevin filled in um, a lot of the other inspections and he actually had family in time at the same time. Him and I did a terrible job planning this. Uh, you know, call it my fault for not, I guess, maybe talking about it enough, but uh, uh, he had some family in town. So he was actually off for a few days too. And so the inspection stacked up and he was gangbusters just about the whole entire time, which, you know, means a lot of coordinating and, and planning and scheduling for me because he's gone all day long doing inspections and trying to do two or three of them a day, which we only ever want to do two. The way we set up, the way we do our thing, even with you guys and your software, we only try to do two. Any more than that and you're just you're living a miserable life. So yeah. it was really, it was so much nicer. The fact that he was here able to be doing inspections, taking care of things in the business. And all I had to do was kind of sit back and, and uh, babysit some stuff here and there and monitor. So that it made it a little bit less stressful. Uh, and again, you know, again, I was gone for 11 days and we did, I did that a year prior to this for a brother-in-law's wedding, my wife's brother. And I didn't have anyone to be here working right. and we lost a lot of business and it hurt. And it was like, I, you know, we, we work so hard and we pay so much money to, for marketing to try to get these phone calls. And then when they come in for me to have to say, sorry, I can't get to you for 10 days. Well, oh, okay. We have a 10 day inspection period. That's obviously not going to work. So it, it's, you know, it's, it, it's brutal and it hurts and, but you've got to take time to spend time with family and, recharge the batteries and enjoy the life because why else are you working? Right. Yeah. And I want to dig into 
um, the hiring process and hiring a friend in a minute. Uh, but let's, we'll back up real quick and give everyone context. So how long has your company been uh, in operation? So uh, technically we started in October of 16. Okay. Um, and I mean, I didn't really do any inspections. Let's just say in, in, in 16 at all, really it was kind of finishing up schooling, starting the business, building the website, getting marketing going, meeting with realtors, doing all that. And then really finally January of 17, uh, like open for business. Here we go. We're rolling and actually did call the first inspection and January of 17. I did one. Uh, nice. The next month in February, I did, I did five. So I went from one to five and then in March of 17, I did 50. Whoa. And yeah, there was, so I sat down with a realtor buddy of mine who's actually my realtor. He's actually a good friend of mine. I've known for a long time. And he said, Hey, I know you don't want to do this, but you have that personality where if you can just get in front of people, I, I've seen your work. I know what you're doing. You'll impress them. We just need to get you in front of people. And I said, okay, fair enough. What do you have in mind? He says, well, why don't you offer a promotion? I go, dude, I don't want to undercut myself, the market <laughs> and all that, but I'm going to be honest, you know, it gets to a point where, where you're hungry and it's, am I going to sink or swim? And so, yeah, I went out and I offered a promotion. Uh, and it was basically, uh, it was, it was 250 bucks for any size home. I'll come out, I'll do the inspection. Um, and then, you know, I'll rate on and sewer and more than that. And I was contracting it out to another guy and I sent out basically an email to realtors and literally my schedule was full I'm working seven days a week, blah, blah, blah. And so I did that for about a month and a half. And, and then it was like, all right, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, there's no more promotions. And, and the promotion wasn't for everyone. It was, uh, the first time you work with me only it's, Hey, I'm going to give you a deal just to come meet me after that. It's normal pricing. Right. So by the time, you know, call it April came along mid April, the majority of the inspections were or half the inspections that were coming in were, were full price. And okay, hey, the business is up and going. We're sustainable. We can we can breathe a little bit. Not really, but we can breathe. At least we're not going to go out of business. I'm not going to lose, you know, a bunch of money. And um, and so no more promos. You know, I mean, I still offer like a military discount or something like that here and there. But um, that really kind of is really the 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 jump start that, in my opinion, helped go from you know zero to nothing. And since then, we, uh, I guess in 2017, we finished out at like 283 inspections, I think, for the year. And so that was all me by myself. I didn't have, I didn't have Kevin then. Um, January of, you know, you give you perspective from 17 to 18. So January 17, first month, right? We did one. January 18, uh, I did 17. And the reason why I talk about that is because for some weird reason, and again, even though I was gone for 10 days, January of 2019, we did 50. And hmm. it's been a, it was a weird month. It really was. Actually, we did 49. My goal was 50, and we only got 49. I was really upset about that. It's <laughs> what it is. You know, the time has come and gone, and, yeah. and so be it. But we, fit, we finished out, yeah, uh, 17 with 283, and then we finished out last year, 2018, with 473 inspections done. Wow. Um, Kevin came on in early in the year 
rode with me for four or five months and then kind of set him loose in May, May 1st, I think. Uh, he was, for the most part, running infections solo. And, um, and it really became a necessity because I we went, we went to Hawaii. And uh, with the family, the whole same family, uh, the in-laws, the parents, yeah, the whole, the whole rat back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see a, a pattern here? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so Kevin had to be there and doing his thing, and that was very stressful. You know, very nervous. Oh, Kevin's on his own, and and I'm, you know, two thousand miles away, three thousand miles away, and can't right. do a thing. But anyways, yeah, that's that's kind of where we were, and and where we're at now. And my goal for nineteen is to do seven hundred. We'll see. It's a big jump, but. Hey, you know, reach for the stars, right? Exactly. Big jump from 17 to 18. Um, so congrats on that. That's amazing. And that's, I mean, part of, I, I get it cause I know you and I know kind of how your, your motor keeps going. Um, what did you have any reservation? Cause there's probably a lot of inspectors in your shoes of gosh, I'm doing a couple hundred. It might be time to try to grow and expand. Um, hiring a friend versus going out there and just putting up a job posting or entertaining competitive hiring competitors. Was it just a no-brainer because Kevin is who he is, or was there a thought process that went into it of, gosh, work and friendship sometimes don't always mix? It, kind of a little bit of all of that, right? So uh, Kevin and I have worked together in the past. We did construction a long time ago when we were younger mm -hmm. together um, for a couple of years. Um, before I started doing inspections, I was paving highways for about four years and Kevin and I did that actually for a year together. I got him into that. And then he actually went off to, um, Australia and did it for a bit and then came back here and did it for a bit again, different company. And so Kevin and I've worked together multiple times. And so I've always known his work ethic and, and that all played a part in this, knowing that he's going to go out, do his job, get it done, give his heart to people give more than, you know, what is required. Um, and, and that's a good fit for me and in my business because that's how I want to do it. If, if just because we're getting paid X amount of dollars, if all of a sudden this has to turn in to a four hour inspection, because that's what it's going to take to get the job done right and get it done for this client. Then that's what it takes. And it, you know, you ain't charging anymore. It's just, it is what it is. And Hey, maybe next time you'll get an easy one. And it's a, you know, it's an easy buck. Hey, great. We'll figure that out then, right? It's good karma. So that made the decision process easier. Definitely growing pains with it. And I would say a lot of it's probably my fault, my problem, because I wasn't prepared for this. I've never had an employee, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've always done a lot of solo things and that's worked out great. But trying to replicate myself and expect perfection, knowing that when I'm not perfect, I mm -hmm. don't judge myself maybe the same as I get on him. So Kevin's been great to deal with all my emotional wonder. <laughs> and, and, and that's why, again, this has kind of really worked out for us now in the future. I mean, I don't really have anyone else lined up that I can think off the top of my head as a friend that I would know, uh, Hey, this would be, you know, perfect. Uh, my brother would actually be great for it, but you know, he's on to bigger and better things making, you know, good money, uh, as a general contractor. And again, that's kind of where our background comes from. And, uh, so I think the future is going to be hiring someone I don't know. Uh, again, that was kind of cool sitting down and talking with Bill and Dwight there at the, uh, um, conference is Dwight's got what four or five guys and, and he's really in a situation I want to be in where he, 
he was telling me that he, for the most part, doesn't even do inspections anymore. He just really kind of runs the business and, and does what he needs to do. Uh, and he has his four or five guys who he says, or at this point, like family, they get along so well yeah. uh, that, you know, it, life's good, right? Plus he was in Florida. So, I mean, come on, you really can't go wrong. <laughs> uh, so that, you know, those are goals, right? And I want to get to that point. So I'm really thinking that I'm going to have to hire another person that's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, but definitely... You know, it, it, it was it was some it was some tough growing pains. I think if I had to go back and do it all over again, uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't have hired Kevin. I think I still would have because again, he's great. But I think it would have had to have been, um, you know, hired as a personal assistant for me mm-hmm. to allow me to go to and do three a day because that then extra the extra income justifies the extra, you know expense of having the employee gives him more time to work with me and more time to help grow. So as he's growing and learning, I'm growing and learning and I know what to provide to him while he knows what to receive and and so on. So that's going to be our next step is the next thing that happens is I'm going to have a guy come in and he'll just be in the truck with me probably for a year or two. He'll just be apprenticing. Uh, He'll be able to drive for me while we're going to the next inspection. I'll be on the computer working on the laptop, filling out the report between one and another. He can pick up and drop off radons, uh, typing in the tablet, doing his thing along the way. So that's really kind of where we're going to be, I think, uh, hopefully in the next year. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, what, there's one thing I wanted to ask. We'll, we'll backtrack real quick. So year, year yeah. one, month two. So go back to February. You're sending out the emails for the deals. I just want to get inside your mind of what that mindset and approach was like of like, gosh, okay, I've done a couple inspections now. I know I need to meet a ton more agents and really ramp this up. So you sent the email out, got a great response from that. What was, what was that time period like from like February to March? If you can, if you can kind of take us back. Uh, I mean, kind of relieving to know that, wow, I got a, I got a schedule filled. Um, we might, we might make it, you know, and, and, and we might be in business for two more months or six more months. Um, and did you just and, email and guess, that special or what did you blast on social media, send, put it on other places, no, straight email? No, I literally just sent an email. I hopped on, I was using SendGrid at the time. And so basically I got a, I got a list of some realtors emails and, um, sent out a, you know, a nice little friendly email and just saying who we are, what we do, what we're offering. And, you know, just to, to, to meet up with you, this is what we're going to, this is what we'll offer. And, you know, we had the online um, scheduling happening and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of guys loved it and it just really kind of took off. And so, you know, again, kind of, kind of backing up for a second there, like I was saying, like when I was working with Kevin, I was paving and we're, we're seasonal work here. So I literally, the last three months of the paving season in 16, I was sitting on my machine studying for the test and in between trucks, you know, stopping and going. And so got the license and did all that. And I had uh, until April 15th, usually is when we head out, start paving. I had till April to make the decision, okay, is this going to work? And can I sustain myself or my, do I need to go back to paving? Cause I can go back and do that easily work eight months out of the year and make a hundred grand. Right. I had to make the decision. And so that February to March, 
that jump in the business and that, that move that we did really kind of helped set the, the playing field for, say, okay, we're going gonna, 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 to, I'm going to see this out for the year. And we're going to see what this turns into. Obviously, I can't be making 50 cents on the dollar on all of these forever. I'm going to bleed myself. Um, and, I, and, I, and I also don't want to lower the industry. And, that's, and that, was, that was my biggest hiccup with that is I was really concerned that I was going to drive the market price down. Um, if someone were to come ask me, hey, would you do it again? I'd say, yeah, because it's probably what got me going. <laughs> yep. If someone else said, hey, should I do it? I would say maybe it depends on your situation. I don't know. It worked well for me because for some reason, statistically, if I'm able to get in front of the realtor and they see my work, that I'm going to do and how much I'm going to care and so on. Um, we've had a great retention rate in, in our, in our realtors. We've had a great, re you know, uh, return. And so it worked <clears throat> for us um, or for me. Nice. But it was, you know, there, there was also called some, some problems with it where there was a lot of realtors who thought that was the price. And, uh, they kept coming back wanting that price and it was, no, 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 that was just to meet me and this is the normal price. I'm, I'm a normal person. I'm going to charge the same as everyone else. And you know, if you're looking for the cheap Charlie, go find them. Yep. Because I'm not, that's not the way we're going to do this. I like it. What let's dig into that kind of uh, agent slash client relationship that you've built. So what did you learn in that first month? Uh, just in deal the dynamic of dealing with the buyer there that's breathing down your neck sometimes managing the agent, right. Right? like <laughs> what did you learn in, in that first one? Um, I mean, you learn so much, right? Because in Oregon, we, we are a licensed state, but you actually don't have to go do a single inspection <laughs> before you are licensed. It's kind of a joke. Uh -huh. um, I really think that they ought to maybe tighten up those rules a little bit, in my opinion, and, and help out everyone in the industry that's raised the bar. Um, yeah. but you know, there, you're going to spend your first 20, 30 inspections, which can bled into that, that, that third month for me. Um, just learning the ins and outs of the house of your rhythm of how you want to inspect the house. And then at the same time, you're having to deal with answering certain kinds of questions and handling how a, a client is going to feel about you. I mean, obviously I'm again a little bit younger in the, in the industry compared to some and, and there's challenges with that. And I know that we can get into that at some point here, but it's just, there's always so many variables to it. Um, so having an answer for everyone is, is tough. And it's just the more inspections you do, the better you get. Um, but the, the, you know, the client and realtor relationship, it's, it's, it's unique and it's unique to every single transaction uh, because either the realtor is going to set the tone or the client's going to set the tone. And there's times where, you know, us as the inspector, we really need to step up and set the tone yeah. of exactly how it's going to go, what it needs to be. Is this a big deal? Is this not? And I thought for the longest time, that would be the inspector's job the entire time. And it's really not. It is, but there are certain clients who are not going to react to that. And there's certain, there's certain realtors who just naturally have their own, you know, style. Yeah. And you just have to learn to adapt to every situation you're in. So uh, I had a friend ask me the other day, don't you get tired of going through homes? I said, well, you know, there's, there's days, yeah, I get tired of doing anything, right? And, and but, but the beauty is that every home is different. And not only that, every client is different. 
and every realtor is different. So I kind of know what to expect looking at the photo of a house, knowing the age, knowing the, all those things, or knowing who the builder is. And I kind of know what to expect when a certain um, realtor shows up that I've done a lot of work for. But there's always the variable of a different client. And how the three mix together is, you know, a whole different day every day. Gosh, what? And I want to I comment on this because just you probably take it for granted because you're you, but that's such a refreshing perspective on it because you're truly being present with each situation and adapting to the environment, to the emotional you know, state of each person. Whereas I think some guys can go on autopilot or they can say, no, I have my, I have my process. I, I, and I'm going to be rigid and make everyone fit it where it's like, gosh, these are humans we're dealing with. You have to adapt and kind of have that emotional intelligence. Um, probably not a word that gets thrown around a lot in our industries, emotional intelligence, but it's something that is such a huge dynamic, right? It does become one, and, and, and you know, I think, I think the the word adapt is just just as important, really, because that really has to be played in on every single aspect. Uh, when there was a period of time, then after I got done doing those fifty in in March, uh, I would say from April till I don't know June or something like that. I I wasn't on autopilot from a you know a personal standpoint, uh, you know, caring about the client, but I was kind of on autopilot for like the business side. I wasn't really changing a lot in the business, growing. I wasn't adapting and changing the reports a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I couldn't do a ton, but I could do some here and there. And, and you know, I, I, I almost kind of saw this like stagnant plateau or something. And I didn't like that. And that's where, as that went on for a few months, and then we went into the winter of 17, um, I started getting back and looking at, eventually I adopted ISN into my services and tried to spice things up with that. And, uh, eventually that actually led to, um, me actually finding you guys. I, I didn't like the way ISN's online scheduler looked one day. I don't know why. <laughs> so I was looking for a different online scheduler. No joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing a lot about the industry, right? Never been to a conference. I never met all these people. And, uh, found your guys and I thought, oh, that was pretty clean and slick. I wonder what that's all about. Well, I was also thinking about a new website at the time too. I was thinking about revamping it and found that you guys do websites. And then I started looking at your reports and it really just kind of snowballed, obviously. And you know, the rest, you know, how this whole story went and why I'm on the phone with you here today doing this, uh, yeah. doing the podcast. <laughs> I love that you you like almost felt that like, okay, I don't want to get stale and complacent after like a few months, whereas some inspectors probably can admittedly say, Oh, I got, I've gone a few years before I kind of woke up and was like, God, I need to adapt or I'm going to die here. Um, that just shows how quick your motor works where it's like a few months goes by and you're, you're like, all right, I got to spice it up. Got to do something different. And that's probably why you're growing the way you are is because you, you're always on the go trying to make things better. And I think that's just, that's, that's a really cool mentality whatever we can do to make ourselves better at the end of the day. Right. Yep. Yep. So you mentioned, um, being a, a younger home inspector. So I want to, I want to dive into that because we are seeing a lot of, um, younger businessmen and contractors get into the industry. Was that a, a hurdle at any point or did you just use it in, or what, what were the advantages to it that you leveraged? Um, you know, no matter what, it's going to have a little bit of, uh, a hurdle, right? Just because I'm showing up and I'm going to explain to, you know, a gentleman or, or someone who's 10, 15, 20 years older than me, 
buying a home and it might not even be their last home. And they've gone through this process before. They've owned a home for 20 years or whatever it might be, 30 <laughs> years. And uh, they look at me and think, what are you going to have to tell me? Am I really getting my money's worth here? Or um, mm -hmm. are you going to do a good job? Or, you know, or do my realtor just set me up and I'm getting screwed here? Um, and I've literally had people not necessarily come out. I've actually had one person that come out and say something similar to that. And they were done talking about that once I was done giving the summary. Uh, but I, I can, I can see that look on their face Yeah, probably once a week. And I don't look that young, but I'm in my early thirties. Uh, you know, and obviously I keep the facial hair for the reason of look a little <laughs> bit older. Right. And, and I, I've, I've never actually had a person be upset or, or have those feelings once I was done with at least giving them the summary or at least they have the report in their hand. Um, because they realize, oh, wow, they, they, you've got way more on here than I ever thought I was going to get. Uh, I didn't even know anything about these. Um, I've had people who were general contractors and uh, they've hired me and they thought the same thing. And here, here comes the report and they go, wow, I didn't even see these things. And, you know, again, it's, it's the difference of I'm there to look at something in a certain way and, and people who are buying the house have an emotional attachment to it. So um, it's, uh, there's been some issues with that, but at the same time, I've also actually have locked down a handful of realtors who they start the conversation with, you know, I'm really happy that you're willing to go in a crawl space and you're willing to go in an attic and you're willing to, you know, go above and beyond and get into these tighter spaces because my last inspector who I used for 15 years, great guy, uh, you know, come to find out he's, not moving around the crawl space or the attic very much. She's really taking advantage of the standards of practice to, you know, I can't do that. It's limited and so on. And, and I can understand why, because there's some tight situations where I, I don't know how I crawl out of them, but, uh, you know, having a little bit of youth on my side has obviously helped out with that. Um, and, and I would say the biggest thing has been the technology. Uh, you know, in my generation, we're all about technology and we're the, you know, technology generation. Right. And, yeah. and so using thermal computers and drones and whatever it might be in every day-to-day -day aspect, it, uh, it's been great. And it's, and, and it comes easy, I guess, for me, I'm assuming because of my age and what I grew up in, the you know, technology I grew up with. So yeah, I mean, as much awesome. as maybe it hurts me a little bit right now with the, with the appearance, more than makes up for it in, uh, in the extra knowledge that I have, uh, just from my upbringing. Yeah. And are you seeing, are you seeing any, I guess, shifts or changes? I know it's only been, you know, two, three years now that you've kind of been exposed to it. Are you seeing, uh, agents get younger, home buyers get younger? Um, cause the NAR stats obviously say that, you know, 70% of buyers now are Gen X or millennials or under the age of 40 or 45. Are you seeing that kind of in your anecdotal experience? I would say exactly like you said when you, when you asked it, when you started the question, I, I don't think I've been in business long enough. I've been, you know, doing this long enough to have seen a shift in something, uh, unfortunately. But I would say that I have quite a few realtors who are, let's say, in their 30s. I have, I have actually a handful of realtors that are in their 20s that I do exclusive work with. Um, and I've obviously got a lot of them that are going to be in their forties and fifties and so on. And, and how you relate to each one and how you, um, how you 
call it, hold a conversation with them is going to be different, not just because of their age, but because of uh, their personality too. And you got to get to know them. I mean, I literally, I have a 30 year old uh, realtor who I do a lot of work with and he's extremely intellectual. I, I, I have a hard time keeping up with him <laughs> yeah. and, and, and there's a certain way you're going to handle the conversations with him versus uh, you know, I've had, I have a 50 year old realtor who, um, every time I talk to him, he calls me bro and this and that and great. <laughs> love doing work with him. Great guy. Uh, you know, so it's just, it's adapting to who the people are. And I think the biggest thing for anyone, the advice I would give is who cares about the age. It's just, it's, it's a number. It doesn't matter. Um, adapt to their personality and treat them like human. And honestly, just go into all of it with the idea of, you know, I'm here to work for you. If this was your brother, your sister, your mother, your son, or whatever, you're good to go. And so it's kind of the same thing with the client, right? Uh, you treat them like that and they, and they benefit. But um, I've had quite a few younger clients. Uh, I've had a lot more recently. I don't know why. And again, I haven't been this for very long, but recently I've had a lot, lot more uh, first time home buyers and always funny when I show up and the realtor goes, Oh, it's a first time home buyer. So just give you a heads up. Be careful with that. All right. Yeah. We know what that means now. Obviously the you know, second month into that, I don't know what that meant, what I was supposed to do different, but right. we've obviously learned what that means now. And you probably take a different tone to that, right? You probably, um, you have to, it's just like you said, adapting to understanding what their worldview is and kind of how they view this transaction. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, no matter what, you're always going to, you're always going to have more improvements to make. Now I, I really ought to do a better job on, I don't want to say dumbing things down because I'm not smarter than these people. Uh, it's, it's, I come from a certain trade from a certain industry. So certain words and uh, vocabulary is different for me than it is for them. When I'm talking about components in a home or, or parts of the structure of the home or, you know, your evaporator coils and blah, blah, blah. We'll just talk about the inside AC unit and talk about the outside AC unit, right? We don't even talk about compressors and all these other things because they're not going to know. And, and so again, another thing that you learn over time on how to speak to certain people and you can adapt that even to who is your, you know, who your client is, who showed up that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so much of this, just this connecting with the client and agent, um, I don't think everyone runs their business this way. I think kind of the, the old, the older guard or the old school mentality is, okay, here's your report. Here's my standards of practice. Um, <clears throat> you know, a little small talk here and there, but then there's genuine connecting. Um, it, do you see that as kind of your, like a hallmark of your business and something that, um, kind of might protect you say if our economy takes a downturn or, um, just kind of is your distinct advantage? You know, hard to say. Um, the, you know, the thing about some of the older generation guys is maybe they're not adapting to new ways. I'm, I'm assuming that they can talk to these people, know, you know, just as, just as well as I can. Right. Um, nothing that I'm doing necessarily should be anything revolutionary, Right. Um, obviously the industry has been long before I ever was and it will be here long after uh, I may ever be and so on. But um, I, I think the biggest thing that is going to help us kind of move through maybe a, um, not really a recession, but maybe as the market kind of comes down a little bit, 
is is the fact that we're using the technology and we're using certain things to uh, you know help promote our business and uh, you know just trying to be a little bit different when they can you know they can go spend four or five six hundred dollars on an inspection with any of these guys if we're willing to give a little extra you know not talking about giving away the world but give a little extra sometimes it really helps you and um, you know having easier ways to book online is helpful having reports getting delivered faster is helpful having reports that are easy to read um, as the time goes on in 10 more years we're going to have what we would all call a younger group of people buying homes and really it's still people in their you know late 20s and 30s and 40s it's just gonna feel younger to us because we're a little further along and that whole generation I mean you gotta remember if you're in your late 20s buying a home in 10 years that means you're in your mid-teens right now <laughs> yeah, so <scary. laughs> you can only imagine the technology that they've grown up and, and what they're doing with their face stuck in their phone all the time um, you've got to relate to that and if you don't you're not adapting so the whole idea of having the old uh, you know handwritten reports and they hand them in at the end of the inspection there's obviously a reason why that's done and gone because that's not what everyone's wanting you know, I mean, as for kind of maybe getting through, you know, the next uh, slowing in the market, I mean, we'll figure it out when we get there, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen it here yet. Yeah. And it may not come. I mean, I think everyone talks about it. We talk about it almost on every episode here just to prepare and make sure people are uh, doing the things to maybe, uh, you know, insulate themselves. But yeah, you're right. It may not come. And if you're doing all of the good things day in and day out, you're probably protecting yourself maybe without even knowing it or without even consciously doing it. So um, I love that you mentioned the text messaging, the online scheduling, because um, that's all stuff that's going to be pretty much a mainstay in everyone's business going forward if it's not already. Right. And, you know, we, we try to run the business where, you know, we're, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves and if we need to buy equipment, let's buy it. And, you know, hey, put, put a few pennies away here and there to prepare for something like that. So that way we can, you know, withstand the, uh, the slowdown a little bit longer. And then at that point, in my opinion, it's, that's, that's when you can also spend a little extra time to adapt in a certain way. Because otherwise, which way do I go? If the market needs something different, then I'll know then where to go. And I'm not saying, you know, don't prepare, but it's, it's really hard to, for me, I guess, in my opinion, I don't really know which way to adapt to. Portland, uh, in the last year, they added a, uh, a new uh, a new law when you're selling your house you have to have an energy audit so if you're in port incorporated portland you actually have to have a home energy um assessment that's right. done to yeah. list your house and so i went through the course uh got certified and got real hung up on this dilemma that two houses of the exact same the exact same homes just one's twice the size but it'll hold but it, twice as many people can live there, it will never have as high of a energy score rating as the bigger house. Huh. The bigger house will always have a lower number just because it uses more energy. And I got an argument with the gal <laughs> in the training course about this. Go figure, I get an argument with the trainer, right? And <laughs> I just, so it really kind of just rubbed me wrong. I was like, this is wrong. I just can't, I can't deal with this. Uh, and so then I decided, okay, well, I'll go take a look and I'll see if I can't run and do a few of these. This will be helpful to diversify myself in case the market does slow. And that was kind of an idea, right? Uh, and the problem is it just got flooded. And all of a sudden, everyone's running around and offering these things for $99. And 
And you know, I'm such a hypocrite because I'm saying, man, you guys are killing this. When I went out and offered inspections for 250 for a couple of months and you know, <laughs> did that. So, right. right. I'm not, I'm not trying to bash any of them, but there wasn't, there was no money left in it to, I'm like, I can't show up and, and, and lose an inspection slot, which, you know, we're averaging $500 for an inspection with some of the services, uh, which is pretty decent for our area. I can't, I can't give up, the, you know, that spot to go do two of these energy audits for $99 a piece, even when you have to go and pay $20 to deliver the report because you have to pay $20 to the city to let them review it. It's actually oh, to wow. a third party company. Yeah. It, it, it just seems like a big racket. So, um, again, tried, tried to diversify when something popped up there, right? Seeing if we could maybe spread ourselves out and it didn't, uh, didn't pan out. But, um, you know, the next opportunity that we're kind of looking into is this uh, commercial inspection side of the uh, side of the things. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be there for us and it's going to work. But uh, I can't, I can't let up on trying to grow the residential side of things. So we'll let that just kind of tag along and grow at a, at a natural pace and spend our spare time on it. Yeah. No, that's, I think there's so many companies still have so much more market share to grab first before thinking, before chasing down kind of these um, either tougher to, to build business models or uh, unproven models like rental inspections and things like that. Yeah. And I'm not really sure where to, where to jump in with some of those things is, is the problem. And so, um, unfortunately with, with the mindset that I have when the market, if the market shifts down or when it does or whatever it is, and there's not enough inspections to go around. Um, and I'm trying to figure out my solution. Then obviously the problem is someone maybe already figured it out long before me and they already have their foot in the door. And, and you know what, it's uh, shame on me for doing it that way. But, um, the more time I spend on other ways to make revenue, the less time I'm spending on improving, uh, you know, my reports and improving how good of an inspector I am and uh, improving relationships or whatever it might be to help out the clients that I'm dealing with day to day at this point. So, you know, it, it all comes in time and hopefully I'll be able to make it to a few more conventions and meet a few more good guys that'll help share, uh, how they're, uh, how they're making it a difference in their area. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, there's one that pops out, George Scott, that, uh, he, his team was out there, but he wasn't, um, maybe I'll connect you to because yeah, I, I'm curious your thoughts on rental inspections, like whether it's for property management firms or, um, when landlords turn places over, do you feel, do you feel there's a market for that in your area or is that something that's just not that people just don't do? You know, I, I really don't know because I've never even I've never even heard of any. I've never even had a phone call saying, "Hey, I'd like for you to come and you know inspect this before someone's moving in or moving out." Uh, we have quite a few rental property companies around here, and you know, for a short period of time, when I was renting a couple of different ones, and I went through a couple of those rental property companies, uh, the property rental companies, they they, they had their own person that kind of did a walkthrough, and apparently it was someone that worked there. I don't know to what extent they were really doing and, and, but I, I, I would, my, my biggest thing is if I own an apartment complex, why is it the maintenance person who's going to do the work going to be the one that's going to walk through it? Right. And really kind of give a good assessment of how much work needs to be done and how much doesn't, because guess what? That's the guy that's doing it and he's going to know better how long it's going to take him so he can report that back. And you know, apartments are pretty quick and simple and easy. Granted, there's always going to be, uh, you know, some, 
some things that he might not know about, whether it's the HVAC or the water heater or some of the other issues. But I've, I've never had a uh, phone call for it. I've never had an, an a, anyone asking for it. And I've never talked to any other inspectors that have said they've diversified into that. So maybe it's just not something that's big in our area. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Every, every market's different and has different, you know, standards and some States require it, which is, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, but changing, changing gears here, um, or not really changing gears, but looking ahead with, you know, at the conference, obviously you have kind of the porches of the world and the home advisors of the world being in the car, in the vendor hall. Do you, where, where do you see the future going in terms of insurance uh, lead generation kind of becoming a part of the industry? What, what's your take on all that? You know, I, I mean, I obviously long time ago, we, we thought the whole idea of Google and all that and marketing on there was kind of, crazy and there was a long time ago when we still had what was it myspace is that was that what it was i don't know if yep. i even had it yep um and and then all of a sudden here came facebook and pretty soon here comes facebook marketing and ads and now there are literally i i have people i went to school with or, and i and i grew up with who specialize in social media marketing and i'm like are you absolutely crazy really and it's going wrong it's, it's a huge industry and so to know where this is going to go i mean Kevin, if you find out, let me know because I'll put it. I'll buy some stocks with you, and, <laughs> yeah. and we can, you know, sit in Tahiti together. Exactly. But I just, you know, I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really sure where where it's gonna go. I know that it's gonna have to do with technology. My biggest thing is my biggest curiosity is what is what is Redfin doing? Um, where is Zillow coming in? Um, some of these other ones. I know. Um, what is it? Is it Preston? Ah, Preston Sandlin. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, him and another gentleman that again, I, I watched part of their presentation at the conference. They have uh, something going on with some pre-listing type marketing features, which again, some of it seems very interesting on a new perspective on how to kind of jump into the market and and how to help uh, you know realtors out and so on. And maybe that's a little bit more of a today type thing. But I'm really kind of wondering if you know. Redfin with, with, with what they're doing and how they're handling the realtor side of things. I wonder if they're going to maybe start bringing in some more of these, um, you know, maybe bringing like their own home inspectors yeah. or something. I mean, I literally have, we have, we have agents that we work with that are on a salary through Redfin. Never heard of that before. Right. And so as that market's changed and, and everything, are they going to start doing something with the home inspection side? And maybe insurances will be jumping in and be needing more. And maybe, um, you know, maybe property management companies will be needing more things that we don't, I don't know. But my biggest curiosity is obviously we're going to be following the realtors and following the real estate market. And mostly like, like we, for the most part, don't really do a whole lot of pre-listings because everyone I talk to says we just don't want to do it. <laughs> um, so we obviously only, only ever work for the buyers. And so where the realtors go, obviously we're going to follow because that's our easiest source of revenue. I have a hard time marketing to clients. Um, actually, the best, the best source that I've had of marketing to clients has been using Google and actually doing the SEO with you guys where uh, I've actually had a huge increase in random, I would say, phone calls. People found us on Google. They liked this or liked that. And they call us up and now that's a new realtor we get to meet and we get to go from there. And that's where we've kind of started meeting some more of these Redfin 
agents because of the bulk that they do. Um, so I'm really kind of curious how, how some of those are going to play out. Um, what are the other ones that, I don't know if they're in your guys' area too, but uh, I think Rex maybe is one of them in our area where it's a, it's a real estate agency and they're doing things pretty different with uh, the, uh, the pay cuts and everything. So again, are they going to try to make something happen in-house for home inspections or um, I, I just don't really know where it's going to go, man. I, I'm really excited to see though. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. It's, it's a new challenge. It's a, it's a new opportunity. Uh, when things change for everyone, that in my opinion is an opportunity to see who can rise the biggest, the fastest, and you're only going to get there if you're willing to put in the work and, and, uh, and, you know, adapt to the situation. So, uh, we have been doing pretty good with that and I'm excited to see what that, what that ends up like. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because we've rarely talked about this on the podcast of the red fins of the world. I think open doors, another one, and there's plenty of others. There you go. Um, yeah. And they're getting big in cities like Denver and Portland that are kind of more, um, I guess, tech forward, uh, if you will. So yeah, I keep wondering if they're going to try to bring in the inspection part within that kind of contained end to end, you know, model and process, but they got to get the inspectors from somewhere. So it might as well be someone like you, right? They can't just sprout up right. out of nowhere with no certification. But I'm kind of, I'm curious how the conflict of interest comes into that. If it's someone that's on their payroll and I just don't know, but uh -huh. I, I also, I just discovered not too long ago that um, Redfin actually has a whole list of inspectors in our area. And I'm sure in your area too, that they all have ratings and they're actually given to, so, and again, I don't know if I know it hundred percent, maybe you can chime in and you know more about this, but I'm going to recommend this to anyone that's listening, hop on Redfin in your area, look up your business name and your name and so on. Take advantage of this. Uh, when we went on there, uh, we actually were listed under my name, my name specifically, and then listed underneath of my other inspector, Kevin's name specifically. And I had two or three five-star reviews from people and he had three or four or five five-star reviews from a few people because um, he does more work with these Redfin agents. And apparently when the Redfin agent is, I don't know if it's dealt with a transaction or something, they submit something to the clients and they're supposed to go through and fill out this, I'm assuming a questionnaire of how it's done and it's published on Redfin's site. Um, so finally I went in there and uh, asked them, hey, we're PacWest Home Inspections. You have a, a profile for that, profile for me and profile for my employee. Let's put all three of them together and put all the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, reviews together uh -huh. and eventually you get to a certain amount and you can actually become like a, you know, a preferred person or whatever it is. Okay. Um, and, I, and, I, and I guess it sounds like, and again, I don't know hundred percent all about it, but it sounds like that when people are using a Redfit agent, they kind of get exposed to this a little bit of who these other home inspectors are and they can see some of these reviews. And so you know, again, it was kind of weird. I stumbled across all of a sudden we had like 10 five-star reviews between the two of us. I never even knew a single one ever even got filled out and happened because it's not published to you until you claim your account. And then once you claim your account, now we get emails every so often saying, hey, this person left the review, blah, 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 and, and so on. And uh, so it's kind of interesting. And, and, you know, I mean, for a lot of people that are listening, hop on there, take a look, see what it is, and see what you might have out there, depending on how many you've done it. You've been doing this for you know, 10 years and you've been dealing with some Redfin agents for the last two years. I don't know how long they've been doing this or been around for this, but you might have some reviews and might have an easy way to, 
you know, maybe generate a little bit more business. But those are kind of the interesting things where, you know, Redfin is really trying to jump in and, and set this new tone for what they want to do um, and yeah. how they want to do it. And, and, and they're not going to be the last ones to do it. Obviously, like you said, Open Door um, is another one that's doing, uh, you know, getting some different things. Uh, and wow, who knows what tomorrow is going to tomorrow's going to hold. <laughs> you didn't even fill out a profile. No, right? no, it was created for me by, I don't know who I'm assuming maybe the first, I don't, it might've been the um, first realtor that we did work for. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming all they did is just typed in our name um, because we had three of them set up. And, and so I did track down who the clients were for each one. And so by, by doing that, I was able to narrow down who the realtor was. And um, the one who, who put in the company name was a different realtor than the one who was using my name and Kevin's name specifically. And so I wonder if, okay, this realtor couldn't find us by our name, thinking that they're all by name. So he created, you know, he just typed it in and there was no account. So it auto created, never told us. Um, and they're just able to kind of track all this. So who knows, maybe in three or four years, they'll come out with all this data and be like, Hey, here's all the insiders in our area and here's what it is. And we'll say the information and whatever. I, I have no clue. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll I'm, sure, I'm sure my name's blasted all over somewhere else too, all over the internet and hopefully it's all good stuff. <laughs> You know, regardless though, I think you make a good point. Like you, people like you that pay attention, that adapt. I think, like you said, these things will emerge. And as long as you're quick to act and not uh, fearful of what's happening in front of our eyes, I think everyone will be all right. Yeah. Let's, let's it's jump in. Do, right? Let's jump in. So you have a new baby, right? How old, how old's your, um, is, is it baby boy or baby girl? Baby boy. Um, so Hugh was born... I'm going to be in such deep trouble. Uh, November 14th. Okay. So pretty and, fresh. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, two and a half months or so. Almost almost three months old now. And he's doing great. Uh, interesting life. So first child. And, you know, I always, anyone that knows me, it's funny, they'll be laughing right now if they're actually listening to this. They know, like, I'm not a kid person. Um, <laughs> I I have nieces and nephews and everything. And, you know, they're great. We don't, we don't hang out a lot. I'm not a kid person. I don't know why I, I, uh, I don't have the patience for it. Maybe I, I don't know what it is, but, um, everyone always gave me a really hard time and there's, they're all saying, Hey, once it's yours, you just wait and see. And I mean, it's pretty well true. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, he's pretty cool. It's at the end of the day, he kind of becomes the one other person that you're, you know, you go to work and you work extra hard for. I mean, obviously, you know, it starts off with yourself and then it turns into, okay, it's you and your wife or you and your significant other. And, and, you know, now it's, he's in the mix too. And if this fails, you know, I'm not just letting down me and the wife anymore. It's him too. And, and mm -hmm. so it, uh, it's an interesting, interesting feat, interesting battle. And my biggest thing is I'm <clears throat> like, I'm, I'm addicted to this business. Uh, to, you know, not just my business, PacWest home inspections, but, the industry and doing inspections. Uh, I don't know if I'm addicted to money. I don't think I'm a greedy person, but maybe I am. I don't, I don't have a clue. Uh, <laughs> but you, you really start to realize, Hey, I, I need to step back and really spend more time with the family. And then I feel this urge of, ah, I'm letting the competitor get ahead of me now. And so you start ripping yourself in mul multiple different directions. And um, it's been an interesting way, interesting to adapt 
to that new lifestyle. So yeah. Yeah. Um, You're only a few (laughs) months in, you're only a few months into it, but like have, I know, I know. How have you dealt with kind of that, um, just, you know, still not dropping any of the balls? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe I have dropped the ball on a couple of things. I just haven't found out yet. I haven't got a phone call saying it <laughs> yet, right. but um, <laughs> you just don't know. You, you, you got to balance it, right? And the cool thing is, I mean, my wife is a rock star. She actually is definitely a tougher person than I am. <laughs> and she has probably picked up more slack than I have. She She understands where my passion is and where my drive is and where my obsession is with mm-hmm. this and so um i'm definitely one of those people who want to do five or six projects all at the same time and have them all be going simultaneously because otherwise if i have to wait for something on one of the other ones i could be working on the other and that's the only way in my mind it's efficient and so now again one of the projects and call this the worst thing i could ever say one of the projects is now also the kid you know he's he's in yeah. on this right and raising a raising a family and doing all that and so she's been really stepping up and um, like I told you at the conference, you know, you're like, well, how's your sleep schedule? It's great, man. I sleep all night long every night. Well, because the wife gets up and changes the diaper and feeds them. And, 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 I, and I'm not lying to you. That, I mean, the kid is, for some reason, he's too good to be true. Uh, I don't, almost don't want to have another one because I'm afraid the next one's going to, you know, be all of the, all, all <laughs> the goodness is gone, right? Yeah. He, he, he soaked it up. And so I'm concerned that, uh, you know, I won't be sleeping at all and this and that. Because uh, honestly, I mean, he wakes up in the middle of the night. He needs to be changed. Real, and this has been since day one, literally in the hospital. He'll wake up. He wants to be fed, changed, and he goes back to sleep and he's done. That's it. I mean, he just wants to, you know, wow. eat, sleep, and do the other. And that's, I mean, it's all any of us want, right? <laughs> so um, he, he's, he's been just too darn easy and it's been crazy. So um, she's been... She's been making it that easy, I guess, for me is what I ought to be saying. And uh, that's great. <laughs> Interesting. That's yeah. amazing. And it allows you to, to still maintain your focus on your goals and kind of your vision and kind of, I love that you say you're very candid about being almost addicted or obsessed with doing good work and growing a business in this industry, because I think a lot of us or some of us can relate to that, you know, in a sense. Mike and I are the same way. I'm sure there's inspectors listening to this that just live and breathe kind of the business and the industry because that's how we're wired. Right. Um, and you can't just turn that off because there's a kid that comes out and is dependent on you <laughs> partly. Yeah. You just got to juggle it. Cause I mean, you, you got to be there for your family. You got to be the kid, especially, you know, I mean, it's not just, it's not just, you know, today it's tomorrow and it's the next day and it's the baseball games and the football games and this and that you got to be, you know, they're from the whole time, but at the same time, if you want to pay for them to be in those sports and if you want to keep the roof over their head, you got to gotta keep your business going. You got to keep the paycheck coming in and doing all that. So it's a, it's really a juggling act and it's a, uh, it's a new form of juggling that I haven't had to do in the past. And so again, it's like anything, it's adapt or die. And yeah. it's just, it's just another challenge, just another yeah. hurdle, sit back, think about it and get over it and, and, uh, you know, get on with your day. That's about all you can do. Yeah. And efficiency is a big word that often comes up. I know, you know, guys will come to us at conferences and say, man, I, I don't want to be writing reports at midnight anymore. Cause you know, I'm missing out time with my family and kids. And it's, it baffles me that, that that's a reality for a lot of guys. And that's not even a, 
not even a pitch for us. It's a pitch for just find an efficient, a better way, find an efficient way to adapt. Um, so you can do it all. So you can juggle it all. And it's true. Cause I mean, you really can, there are guys and I was for a period of time, I was a guy who I'd show up and I'd be at home and I would be two hours for each report. Um, and not only that, but my delivery at the house was weak. I would say, uh, it's not like the best way to put it is it wasn't super consistent with, you know, sometimes I'd have a great day and sometimes I would just, I couldn't deliver the report. Uh, you know, my, my verbal report to them, my verbal summary at the end of the inspection to them, like I like to do. And I'm really happy that I found you guys and was able to make the switch and then get adjusted into it and then grow my business, you know, through the biggest year we've had with it because we've adapted in. Um, I've used <laughs> the amount of customization. Again, like I said, I'm, I obsess over this, right? And so I want everything to be a certain way. And the beauty is that I can turn your guys' software and your reports into really, for the most part, what I want them to be and what I want to portray out to the people. And so at that, at the end of the day, it flows and works a lot better for me, for my style. So now at this point, my reports or my deliveries uh, at the inspection, when I'm giving my summary, are, are shorter, are quicker, are to the point, more precise, and more consistent, which is obviously super important. And then the other beauty of it is, is when I get home, uh, if it's a pretty new home, I can have my photos loaded, organized, and then dropped into the report and the corresponding areas, double check my, my everything I need to, and send that report out in 15, 20 minutes. And that might sound like a long time for some people, but going from those easy ones would have been an hour with, you know, how I did it a long time ago in the past to now how I do it with you guys, 45 minutes is 45 minutes. I'll take it all day long. And, you know, uh, there's still the tough ones where, okay, I want to add some more things and this and that. And I want to go through and double check. And I don't like that. So I'll do this and whatever. And I, you know, I've had reports where it takes me 45 minutes to an hour, but it's, it's, it's usually because I'm trying to add and modify and continue to grow my report and the template with something I found in a new inspection. Let's do the research. Let's put the links in there. Let's do this. And, you know, that's kind of where it's like, oh man, the amount of customization options that I have you know, sometimes I let them bite me in the butt because, uh, <laughs> you know, you know I, don't just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't just check this box and say, okay, that's good enough. And I'll type in something in the photo. No, I can really add a comment how I want and then spend the 15 minutes mastering it, making it look beautiful. And guess what? I don't know for some reason, every time the next inspection needs that comment. So I just decided when it's time for the comment to be added, do it, do it right. Because for some reason, you always need it within a week. Yep. And then you get to use it again and again. And then that day is faster and faster. So, I mean, anyone who's new to Spector and anyone who is still working on their template and still uh, organizing things and still having a little bit longer report times than maybe what some people have told you, you're not doing it wrong. You're still developing your, your final product that you're delivering because again we offer a service but the only tangible product that we end up leaving with our customer is our report well guess what that's one of our best marketing pieces because when someone else sees that uh you can get business that way and it's actually super funny right before we got started with this i got off the phone with a gal doesn't have a realtor she lives over on the other side of town so she didn't find me online i asked her how'd you find out about me she says well i have a good friend who does maintenance um, for a lot of realtors 
and he was at a house doing a few repair or few repair uh, items, and they gave him a copy of my report to see where it was and what it was and explain what we wanted. And he was so impressed. And again, it's not that I did anything, you know, crazy. I just did the job and put the photos in and organized it. But he was so impressed with it that he told his friend, call me up and book an inspection. So literally, I just got an inspection for $650 uh, that would have came, that never would have came to me without probably utilizing my report template and my setup, utilizing you guys with your stuff. I mean, in theory, that one right there darn near paid for the majority of uh, majority of my whole year with you for the uh, for the software. So, it's, it's yeah. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I don't have to say about That's that. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, I appreciate yeah, your story, man. It's fun, man. It's it's nice when. Um, you know, you're getting referrals and what you're doing at the end of the day, people are enjoying and liking and people are saying, wow, this is something impressive. And, um, and, and what's, how does that story go where people are going to, if someone, if someone, if someone has a bad experience, they tell 10 people, right. And if they have a good experience, they tell like one or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is between me and my other inspector, we get a lot of compliments and, um, we don't get very many, you know, complaints and a lot of these compliments we get are based on, Hey, the software is good or Hey, it's this, or Hey, we, we love your report or we love your style or we love your text messages or emails and all these things. Right. And it's the funny, and the funny thing is, is we see it on the Facebook group too, that you guys have and you have set up to everyone and that everyone's in and you know, it's great to um, have that. And that was one of the things that, um, I think at one point you asked me earlier, growing pains and hurdles and everything to get over. And I was saying that it's really tough when you're trying to start a business and in Oregon, we don't really go do any inspections before you're turned loose to the, to the wolves. And um, I wish I would have had that Facebook group that you guys have to have gone back and looked and talked and um, experienced and, and asked questions to some of these people who, you know, come to find out or willing to, give you answers and willing to help you out because they want you to succeed. Um, that would have been really helpful day one, but you know, you're trying to start a business, run a business, figure out what you're doing, get licensed. Are you doing it all right? And so on. And it becomes a, uh, you know, I guess you, you don't have enough time to search all over Facebook to find the right group. So got lucky that I stumbled into it, I guess. Yeah. You were busy growing, busy running and gunning. Trying. Well, hey, man, um, was there, I want to be respectful of your time. So is there anything I didn't bring up or ask you that um, just when we're, you know, when we have the forum to talk about the industry like this that I, that I missed or, or forgot to bring up? You know, I think we've covered probably everything and then some. I mean, I know um, there's a uh, lot of other, you know, ancillary services out there that, uh guys are trying to do and trying to make more money on. And, um, you know, it's, that's been actually a huge help to me to increase my average inspection fee, uh, mm -hmm. from like three fifty up to about 500 is adding a lot of those. And, um, you know, the one big thing I would tell a lot of people is just because you haven't mastered being a home inspector yet, which in all reality, you're probably never going to master it, right? It's, it's ever changing and you just get better and better every day. 
um, you know, explore the, the few different ancillary services that you can add to your business in, in your area, whatever's, you know, hot or not. Um, we do the seroscopes and the radons and all these other, you know, the molds and leads and all those other fun things. And, and it's really helped increase our revenue, which gives us more, you know, call it money to play with for marketing or other things or to grow the business faster or to do what we've got to do. And so, um, I'd recommend for people to, to look into that and ask questions or feel, feel free to reach out to me and ask me anything about some of the ones that I do. And I'm happy to give you my two cents at the same time. There's uh, a lot of people out there in that Facebook group and, and who use Spectora and guys who don't, who can give us all advice on how to do it. So just ask questions and reach out. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the, you're one of the most, uh, and you may consider yourself an introvert. I think that's what you told me at the conference, like before you connect with someone, but you're one of the most friendly, outgoing, um, kind of open book type inspectors that we've had, you know, on the podcast and that, that we have with Spectora. So I encourage everybody like talk to the guys that are, that really are in the business and give a damn, um, because that you can gain a lot of insights from, from what everyone's gone through. Yeah. And there's, and there's, I mean, everyone says be careful of helping your competition and everything, but the beauty is if someone lived across the street from me and wanted to be a home inspector, I'll tell you all about it. And my biggest hope and dream from that is I just want you to be better than me. And granted, you'll take your share of the market and good for you. There's plenty to go around. But by you being better than me, that means that I, you know, you're helping bring up the market. We can start charging more or we can, you know, start, call it not having this bad reputation of deal killers and this and that. And so I just, you know, ask questions. I'm not afraid to uh, help out the person who's in my local market. Um, and I would hope that other people in other areas of the nation are, feel the same way about it because there's certainly no reason why not to help everyone out. There's enough, there's enough to go around. I love that mentality. And like, you know, there's a, a big core group of, you know, Spector users that I'm like super just proud to be in business with because they have that, that, that healthy mentality of like, you know, it's not all rocket science that we're dealing with here. I'll share whatever I do because it just brings everyone up. Um, what's the best place for them to get a hold of you at the website? Definitely the website. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, bring up my SEO, right? Yeah, exactly. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> and all on, so yeah, hop on the website. Uh, it is uh, packwesthomeinspections.com or you can go to pw-hi.com if you don't want to try to figure out how to spell it all. Um, I'm in the Facebook group. Uh, anyone who's listening to this, reach out to Kevin and he can obviously forward you guys on to me as well. Email is uh, grant, G-R-A-N-T, at pw-hi.com uh, or call us at uh, 503-217-2000 for the business line and you can uh, get sent over to me and I'll answer any questions, uh, any questions you have, whatever you guys need. I'm here to help. Uh, yeah, what's, what's funny is I end up learning more or as much or more from the people who call and ask me questions than, uh, than sometimes I'm able to give them. So, um, and that was really the, the truth at the, uh, the conference there with Bill and Dwight. I think I learned more sitting in that table with those guys where they wanted to ask me questions and I benefited the most, I think. <laughs> I, so love I love it. I love it. goes sometimes. Karma. Good karma, man. Yeah. Um, I'll link to all the social media profiles, website, email, phone, all that in the description um, so everyone can find it there. But man, I appreciate it. It's been a few, a month or two in the making. So I, I appreciate you making time to, to come and chat. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, and yeah, we'll be talking to you soon. 
All right, man. Good to chat. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good one. Bye.